making a Tanya's podcast, a podcast for your ears. Today's show is brought to you by us as always. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast, and I have no idea why, but if you would, let us know. My name is Jason. Hey, I'm KJ, and in this episode, we discuss where in the world I went this week, an S-O-T-G-O-T recap, and what's a week in review without talking about food. This week, we talk barbecue, Krispy Kreme, and Lefsa, Ludafisk, Hodges. Up next, we'll take a quiz that melts in your ears, not in your whatever device or software you have playing this podcast. And we'll wrap it all up with feedback and more, um, well, sucky Amazon reviews. All that plus several conversational tangents. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happen. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So, what is up this week? Ah, good is up this week. Okay. <laughs> Just this week, good is up. Just this week. I went on okay. a. I went no on other a week trip. is ever good up. No other week, no. You did. Yeah, I went on a trip. And no other week you would ever go on a trip. That's I mean, that's right. I mean, what's up with this that? This is a rarity. Yeah. Yeah, no. So this week... Where did you go? I went to Kansas City. Missouri. That's a good song. Going to Kansas City. Who sings Kansas that? Kansas City, here I go. It's a blues song. Um, I should probably know this, being a musician yes. that has played in blues bands. But... Um, um, I'm going to move on. Is it JB in the straight shot? No, it is not. Okay. And if so, that is not the version you want to listen to. Okay. Um, Kansas City, Missouri, which can be very confused with Kansas City, Kansas, if you're trying to put things in yes. your GPS machine, but that's for a different day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, th- I definitely think most people know Kansas City, Missouri, and don't realize, I think, if... If you didn't know there was two, then the Kansas City, Kansas is the one that gets the short shift on that one. Definitely. So you went to Missouri. Well, we were in Kansas and Missouri. Oh. Yep. Straddling two states. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why were you in that part of the country? I'll tell you. The Hall of Famer flew down there about a week earlier Partic- To participate Mm -hmm. in this workshop that was put on by the National Endowment for the Humanities, NEH. And that was in nearby Lawrence, Kansas. About 45 minutes from Kansas City, about. So my friend Rachel and I decided, well, you know what? We should go down there and go to a Royals game. Mm -hmm. So... We jumped, we jumped in the car, we went down there, hung out, went to the Royals game. So we got in about, I think it was like 2 o'clock on Friday, and the game was until 7.15. So we had, you know, a few hours to kill. And the Hall of Famer was still at the workshop until right about an hour or so before the game. So we were going to cut that short. 
But Rachel and I went straight for barbecue for a late lunch. Nice. And I'm told that barbecue, barbecue is even bigger in Kansas City than I thought. Oh, yes. But I'm told you, you can't go to Kansas City without going for barbecue. Yes. Can, I'd say Kansas City, like Houston area, like Texas barbecue, right. and then like you get into like South Carolina, North Carolina right. barbecue. Those are, the, those are the three like barbecue meccas to me. So I was more aware of Texas and Carolinas for barbecue. But, and, mm-hmm. and Nashville, Nashville's more known for their hot chicken, but they have some barbecue in Nashville too. Um, and I visited Nashville. Yeah, Nashville didn't Nashville. rank into that. No. Nash- Nashville didn't get into that conversation. No, and I've been you to Nashville. got the Holy Trinity of barbecue places. Where? Not in Nashville. Well, areas, I'm saying. No, yeah, and Nashville's right. not a part of that. You right. got Kansas City area, you got Texas, Houston area, and then you have uh, Carolinas, basically. And it's all kind of different in its own kind of yes. flavored way. They do it differently. So yeah. Yes. But the reason I said Nashville is because I go there more frequently because my brother and sister-in-law live there. And so even Nashville's barbecue is better than Minneapolis, Minnesota's barbecue. Well, I think that goes without saying. Exactly. So anyway, the, but, but bar- <laughs> Kansas City, I wasn't as familiar with. So we went to Arthur oh, yes. Bryant's. Um, yes. Arthur Bryant's. And it was excellent. We, both of us, Rachel and I, both got a pig on a bun, which was the name of the sandwich. Mm-hmm. So I can highly recommend Arthur Bryant's. Then, after that, we still had a couple hours to kill, so we really wanted to go to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, which I knew that was in Kansas City, and right next door to it is the American Jazz Museum that I did not know was there, so it's kind of in the same building. We did not have time to go to the Jazz Museum, so next time I go, I'll have to make time for that. But I think anybody who's a baseball fan should go to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. And even if you're not, for that matter, it was very interesting, and it's a good piece of history. Well worth it. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And small enough to see in just a few hours. You know, when I go to museums, I often get overwhelmed because there's so much stuff to see, and you you um, you can't see what needs to be seen in most museums in a couple hours. But you can at the Negro Leagues Museum. It was, it was in and out and very educational and very cool. I'd rec- highly recommend it. Cool. And that was down in a district that looked to me like it had been recently revitalized called 18th and Vine District. So they had newer, mm-hmm. newer shops, museums, nice restaurants. So if I have more time ever, I will be going back there to go to the Jazz Museum and um, kind of just look around more. But we didn't have more time because nice. we had to go to the Royals game. That's why we were there. Oh, my goodness. It was hot. It was so hot in Kansas City on Friday evening. Mm-hmm. I thought Minnesota was hot in the summer. Woo. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> well, people tend to say no. Minnesota's not hot in the summer, but until they come here and... Re- and experience it and realize that it, it is really hot. Today is supposed to be 91 and humid. So it gets hot here. But not like Kansas City was. It not, not, not in comparison, no. No. And it was just hot and humid. You know, there's hot, there's a dry heat, and there's a 
uh, war- uh, what a moist heat, a dry heat, and a moist heat, a humid. Don't say don't say moist heat. No. <laughs> okay. Humid. Humid. All humid right. works. <laughs> so anyway, I will say this: the Royal Stadium, Kauffman Stadium, was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. but the they really love their Royals down there. The the there was a huge crowd for a game in middle of July, for a team that's third place or fourth place even in their own division. Those people show up. Big, good, big fans. I don't know what that's like in Atlanta. No. I mean, even... I don't know what it's like people actually showing up to games. Atlanta could be in, in like, in playoff games and it won't sell out. Right. Right. You said that about Atlanta, and I guess Miami is kind of like that, too. Actually, all the Florida teams, except for maybe football. Yeah, pretty much. The Dolphins, maybe. Even No, even the Dolphins, though. It, it, like, regular season games, they, like, use tarps to cover seats in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's what I see mostly for Florida teams, but not at the Royal Stadium. We were in the really upper, upper deck, and it was full. So it was pretty cool to see that environment, but I don't know how much of that is layover from the Royals, you know, winning the World Series a few years ago, if they've always been that, you know, that kind of diehard fans there. But I think you've also seen, you've, 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 hit on the two main things to do in Kansas and Missouri, which is eat barbecue and go to baseball games. Yeah, that's what Rachel said. She's like, you got yeah, nothing there, else to there do There ain't here. really much else there. I mean. That's what she so, said, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, most of the time when I go to a, a ballpark, a, uh, I usually cheer for the home team. It just kind of, it's fun because you're with a bunch of people that are also cheering. But we couldn't do it because they're in the Twins division, and they actually lost. So it was really, we were in enemy territory, and we were cheering, not obnoxiously, but we were cheering when the Texas Rangers were doing something good. So that was kind of fun to see them mm. lose. But <laughs> you know what, though? There was no proposals, no marriage proposals at this game, and, and, and uh, we'll find out later why. That's a good bonus right there. Yes. Lawrence, Kansas. That's where. That's University of Kansas. Yes. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is that where is that where the um, conference and thing, the national endowment thing was? Right. That's where the conference was, and that's where we um, we had to drive back there after the after the ball game because that's where we were staying. Mm-hmm. So the next day we spent some I've, time. I've in been Lawrence. to Lawrence, Kansas. There's there's nothing there. <laughs> Not besides the university. Oh, they do have a nice Pretty Main much. Street strip where you know a lot of uh, cute little shops to shop. Normally, I don't like to shop, but we had to kill some time Saturday morning because the Hall of Famer had class until noon. So we did some shopping on Main Street in Lawrence, Kansas. And I did find some stuff. I found some dog cookies, Game of Thrones-themed dog cookies. Got some of those for the pups. It was was a pretty big day. Game of Thrones, what is this? <laughs> you know what Game of Thrones I'm not familiar with this. <laughs> you know what it is, you just have never heard watched anything. it. I've never seen it, and it seemed like the, everywhere I turned the past week, it's been nothing but yeah. Game of Thrones, and I'm like, yep. this makes me want to watch this list. Yep. Especially with Ed Sheeran's um, cameo, right? Now you really That's... don't want to watch it. <laughs> Absolutely not. I heard that Ed Sheeran left Twitter because he was getting... Um, you know, railed on too so much. He just he just quit. Why Twitter. would he, Why would anyone but someone in marketing synergy think that was a good idea? My guess is that it had to be something like, um, 
you know, Tony getting on the Americans or Tony being offered a part on turn because he knows somebody that is a big fan of him. So maybe somebody on Game of Thrones is a big fan of Ed Sheeran and Ed Sheeran says, get me on that show. I want to be on that show. And so they did it for him. And this was the result. The thing with the thing with Tony and the Americans is he literally could have been there in the early 80s. He was there. He could have been in that bar in that situation watching that fight. Yeah. What a shot. Yeah. That makes sense. That's in context. That literally could have happened because he was in Washington, D.C. then, you know, covering sports, writing for the Washington Post. Right. And although not for turn, he wasn't there when George Washington was president. Well, he's he's getting up there. Yeah, I mean, he might have been. He might have been. Yeah. But but this this is this sounds like I mean, and from far as from what I know, I mean, I've seen the Americans episode. I haven't seen turn whatever he's in in there. I have. What does he do in turn? He didn't. He didn't okay. do it. He was offered it, oh. but he couldn't make it. He couldn't get there. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so that's okay. That makes that makes sense because I'm like I hadn't. I've heard. I knew that they had talked about it, but I didn't know he actually did it. So to hear that he didn't do it, that makes more sense. Yeah. I the thing with uh, the Americans is it makes sense, and also it was a background part that if you didn't know he was in it, you wouldn't have really like no. He, he didn't stand out. That's this true. thing what I've heard on about Ed Sheeran on Game of Thrones is that he was singing in it around a campfire. Yeah. And it was like focused on him or where it was like he was the the focus of the scene or something like that. Is that true? Definitely was. He he yes. He the the scene started with him singing and you didn't see him singing, but you heard him. And people that know mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran's voice probably recognized it as being Ed Sheeran. I knew it was Ed Sheeran only because of spoiler alerts, because I watched it the next day. So I knew to to prepare for this scene. But that was really stupid to have him sing. Nobody ever sings in Game of Thrones, so that was dumb right off the bat. But as far as... Okay, that was my next question. Yeah, no one ever really sits around. Is it a, is it a Game thing, of Thrones yeah. is death and violence, and it doesn't seem like anyone is ever happy. And yet they're sitting around this fire singing a lovely tune. It's just it wasn't very. Uh, it wasn't to me. It wasn't very um, realistic. But so it was out of the char- out of character for the show, and then you throw him in there on top of that, like. It seems like it would have been strange if they would have been sitting around the fire, just regular, the regular extras and people in the show that are there and not Ed Sheeran bolted on top of all that. It would have been weird anyway without him. And then when you add him, it like kind of amplifies how stupid it all is. It, yeah, it wouldn't have been weird to sit around the fire and talk, but to sit around the fire and sing, I felt was a direct, they manufactured that for Ed Sheeran. And and he didn't. He had like one speaking line, and most of the time it was. Oh, yeah. He spoke. He had one speaking line, but the rest of the guys around the fire were doing most of the acting, quote unquote. Uh, in you know, he was singing. He had one speaking line, but they kept showing him on screen so that when he was, so he was sitting next to the star, so that he would be on screen, kind of just looking at her. Um. So was 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 did he have like on like disguise or like wigs or you know helmet no, or like just, armor? Just or? the armor, just just the armor. You could tell it was Ed Sheeran. And to be honest, people say, "Oh, he wasn't. He didn't fit in." But he, Ed Sheeran, is from England, if I'm correct. And he, that's somewhere over there. Yeah, Game of Thrones is not set in England, but a lot of the people there have English or European type accents. So it wasn't too far fetched to me. 
yeah, Game of Thrones to me, never having seen it, I my summation of it would be British boobs and dragons. Yep, I think that's a pretty good summation. British boobs and dragons. And maybe beheadings if you want to throw another, another one B in there. there. The triple B yeah. and dragons. BD, yeah. Yeah. And dragons. So I didn't think he was too out of place as far as his looks go and him just sitting there. If he was just sitting around the fire talking, I think it would have been better, but to have him sing was kind of strange to me. It seems like when they would put like, you know, uh, like in shows from the seventies where they would bring it's, it's the love boat. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm, what I'm surmising now is that game of Thrones is the new love boat and I am never going to watch it now. I doubt, I doubt they will make the mistake again after the backlash that they've got on Twitter. Um, and well, haven't they already record? They probably already like filmed. I'll say that's true. For lack of a better term. The rest of the season, they uh, may yeah. edit some of it out. But... I don't know what else is going to be on. I don't know. He may be in the season more than just that. I I took it as that was his cameo, ah. but maybe not. Just a cameo one scene. See, what if, yeah, what if, like, three or four episodes down the line, they, like, show him getting beheaded? That would, well, people would probably like that. I mean. The, That's what I'm saying. The I understand the criticisms of Ed Sheeran being on there, but I also don't understand the extent to the meanness the i don't understand why people make such a big well, that's deal the about internet it. now yeah it's, that's the internet in 2017 and that is people who feel like they have a right to say this is my show right. this is my show how dare you do this to my show and which is ridiculous yeah but i mean i can understand where you get invested in something and you're completely taken out of the immersion of watching something or listening to something by something by a dumb stunt casting move like that so i i see where those people are coming from i agree that you know people going after ed sheeran like in super nasty ways is not cool but to complain about the fact that they did it and to point the finger at the people running this show to be like what are you guys doing you should know better than this well yeah that i understand okay with me attacking ed sheeran personally i think is kind of dumb yeah leave him alone yeah i don't even like him or know him or you know i'm i could not name a single one of his songs if you played a song for me i wouldn't know that it was him i wouldn't recognize his voice um i might be able to pick out like if you played like if he is he had like hits like songs on the radio oh yes big hits the only one i think i could name is a song called photograph but i certainly couldn't sing it for you right now so i just know the name of the song i think it's called well i could name yeah i could name two versions of photograph that i know were not ed sheeran one by jerry negrelli (laughs) <laughs> when what <laughs> i think jerry negrelli did a jingle to photograph oh i'm talking about actual other like songs oh what are that what are the like def leppard photograph okay i'm gonna say that's better than the ed sheeran version okay. and um what else photograph there's there's gotta be other photographs um i'm sure i'm missing something how about uh didn't nickelback do a song called photograph which is probably on par with Ed Sheeran, I'm guessing. The answer to that, and what I mean is by that probably. is bottom of the barrel worst. Yeah, yeah, probably they did. Oh, uh, and then there's a new song by Ed Sheeran this summer about castles, and maybe that's how he got the Game of Thrones gig. It was about a <laughs> castle. Is that what he was singing? What was he singing in? Was he singing one of his songs? No, in Game of Thrones. No, it actually was a pretty nice little song, but I uh, I can't remember was he something playing about the guitar? A, something about a woman. Um. Something about women. I don't remember what it was. No, he wasn't playing guitar. He was singing a cappella. What's the title of that? Something about women. Something about women. Yeah. 
I can't remember. Because I was going to say, I think it had to do with how the, a woman smells or something, but that's so... I have no idea. I'm sorry? And I would rather not speculate when I... I don't exactly know. I just know that it was about women and wait a minute, and, and how he, how beautiful. I don't know. It was about women. I'm not going to go on anymore because I don't remember. I'm sure this this okay. This Stick is probably on YouTube. My I'm mouth. assuming yeah, this clip. I'm sure. I'm okay, sure it is. I'll have to look this up now. Yeah, something about women and how they smell. Okay, <laughs> it could be. Don't quote me By on Ed any Sheeran. of that. I just Ed Sheeran was singing it a cappella. <laughs> That's all I got, <laughs> and it was about women. Okay. <laughs> and how they smell. Uh, no, I'm not going to go that far. I can't remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back to Kansas City. Reality. Bri- briefly, I just have to mention that I got Krispy Kreme. We had to get Krispy oh, yeah. Kreme because there aren't anywhere, any, there are no longer any more Krispy Kremes near where we live. There used to be. Where, do you live in Siberia? You have bad barbecue and no Krispy Kreme. What is going on up there? Come on, Minnesota. Yeah, but, you know, Minnesota is, they know how to cook a good, um, what's the word? Lefsa. That does not sound like something I would like to put in my mouth. I actually don't like Lefsa either, and I'm a Norwegian. So. What is it? What is it? Lefsa is like, um, like a tortilla Boiled kind fish? of. No, no. Uh-huh. I, that's what I was going to say, but I couldn't think of the name of the fish. Lutefisk. Lutefisk. Oh, yeah. That I've heard of. Yeah. Um, which I've never tried, and I, that's more of a Swedish um, Swedish dish, I guess. But lefse is like tortilla, oh, okay. and that, but then it's not, um, not for meat and stuff. It's more for sugar and butter, and if you want to put jelly or berries in it. I don't know. I'm not a fan of lefse. So, But my, my mom loves lefse. Hey, Mama. Yes. <laughs> hey, KJ's mom. Uh, does she actually listen to this? Uh, she will listen sporadically. Yes, she listened to the nice. she listened to the one from Chatter. She thought that Mark Stern was really good. <laughs> well, <I'm... laughs> she liked the interview. Let's just say that. <laughs> so, so you're saying your mom is the? I like it when you have other people on. No, no. I just <laughs> told podcast. her. I told her to listen to that one because that one was different than all okay. the other ones we've done. Yeah, cool. Well, you shall have to listen to this now that you name checked her. Yes. But speaking of Minnesota, uh huh. We got to talk. We may not have enough time now, and you may not have the explanation for this. But we got to talk about this duck, duck, gray duck thing, which I have heard of before. It's insane. Which is it's, it's I'm glad on to all hear that. levels. Because that's exactly what I was going to say. It makes no sense. In fact, when we were... Duck, duck, gray duck. It makes no sense. In fact, when we were driving to Kansas City, Rachel saw an article that said the top 10 things, the top 10 reasons you know you're Minnesotan or something like that. And one of them on there was you call it duck, duck, gray duck instead of duck, duck, goose. And yes. I would just like to say that I am not native Minnesotan and I do not say duck, duck, gray duck. It's duck, duck, right, you goose. You need to find a native Minnesotan and ask them where in the world the origin of this is. I mean, I know we could Wikipedia this or, you know, Google it and find out in five seconds. Well, I have someone is, living. If you've never listened to our podcast, that is not what we do. I have. I, right. I, I have someone living in my house that um, yes. calls it duck, duck, gray duck. That is the reason I'm asking you to investigative report this yeah. and get some journalism going. All yeah. right. All right. We can do that. 
and we'll, we'll get back on that. We'll, we got to get back to that at some point. Definitely. And then a shout out for Joe's Barbecue. Oh. So before we left town, the Hall of Famer was so busy at the NEH workshop that never got to, a chance to have any barbecue. So that was a stipulation before we left town. So instead of leaving Absolutely. midday, we left more like 4 p.m. because we had to wait in line at Joe's Barbecue for an hour and 10 minutes. Oh my gosh. It was, and it was I know hot. It's good. It was outside I know it's really good. And it was hot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it, basically a gas station. It's a gas station. And, it, you know, yeah. that's maybe partly to get the tourists in because it's kind of neat because it's a, in a gas station. But, oh my gosh, it was, yes. it was good. So if you go to Kansas City for barbecue, you can't go wrong with Arthur Bryan's, but you can't go wrong with Joe's either. I had the Carolina pulled pork. I agree. Pork. Oh my God, it was good. Yeah. I agree. I'm not waiting in line for no, any food. So, I mean, and I've made that clear before. There's no food I'm waiting in line for. Yeah, an hour and unless, ten minutes. Unless it's the long. only food available, you know, you know, in the apocalypse, you know, ten. Right. Then you're going to have to wait. Now, well, I may just starve to death and be like, eh, yeah, whatever. I'm sick of waiting. <laughs> yeah. Fuse out. <laughs> yes, way out, like forever out. <laughs> yes. But anyway, Joe's barbecue was outstanding. Carolina pulled pork sandwich, very, very good. Nice. The Hall of Famer got a sandwich called the Z-Man sandwich that's apparently their specialty, and they had Mm -hmm. t-shirts that I almost wanted to buy because they were cool t-shirts. There was just a Z in a circle. It looked like a superhero type of t-shirt, but I didn't feel like like buying it when I didn't even eat the sandwich, so I thought that would be disingenuous on my part. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice yeah i appreciate the honesty and the forthright that's that's what we want in our podcast investigative journalists that you're going to now go and investigate and figure out this duck duck gray duck thing integrity yes that's what we have here at speaking of tangents yeah we're going to get to the bottom of duck duck gray duck for sure yes <laughs> it's the- it's the urgent matters of our time. I'm telling yes. you, it's one of the one of the things that we need to know. The people need to know what is going on with that. Tackling the big topics. Yeah, that's what we do here. This is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should end what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you. It's a quiz. Well, yes, it is a quiz. And, you know, we've been talking about candy so much. We thought it'd be kind of apropos to do a quiz about candy. Sweet. <laughs> okay. What are you so, laughing at? Well, it's a pun. Then you, 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 you um, knew that it was a pun, I think. Well, I'm not that sappy. Come on. Candy corny. <laughs> uh, you know how so I do feel we have about a quiz? the corny <laughs> joke. Yes, we do. And it's called, um, well, the purpose of the quiz is, can you name the candy from its slogan? Oh, okay. So I take, I, I would say that this is probably similar to Lay's Potato Chips. Their slogan is, no one can eat just one or nobody can eat just one. Lay's. Did I get that one right? You got it. Good job. All right. 
That was very impressive. One for me. Yes. Yes. All right, so there's 20 questions. Okay. And so do you want to do your prediction? Is it an animal, a vegetable, or a mineral? Uh, neither. You said 20 questions. None of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's going to be tough then. Yes, neither an animal, a vegetable, or a mineral. Can you eat it? Yes. Then eat it. <laughs> Fuse. <laughs> what are we doing? Are All right, we taking so a quiz? There's 20 uh, slogans that we have to identify and match to the to its candy. Ah, uh, I got you. Okay, now I understand. Now you get it. Okay. So, do you want to predict how many we're going to get right? Because you like to do that. Okay. Um, out of 20, I think we will get 13. Oh. So, okay. more than half. Okay. 13. I think 13 to 15. Okay, because these are marketing. These are like basically the the marketing, like the tagline slogan, yes. right? Yeah. When you say slogan, okay, yeah. So that I'm not sure that I know. I'm really up on that for candy. I'm 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 sure some of this will just you know it's floating in the back of our brain somewhere, and when we hear it, it'll just like pop out. I'm hoping that so. Sense? Yes. Yeah, but I don't. I I'm I'm going kind of low on this one. Okay. Well, you know that never. <laughs> That's pretty accurate when we're predicting how I might do. <laughs> no, I like to go low so that at the end we always get more than I expected yes. and we're always, you know, end on a high note. It's like the pizza delivery services that say if we don't get the pizza to you by an hour, it's free because they mm -hmm. know they can get it to you with 30 minutes. And so in 30 minutes, you're like, whoa, I thought they said an hour. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They did better. It's yeah. setting expectations low yes. and then overcoming them. Yes. Yeah. All right, so let's start out with number one. Does that sound good? Start with number one. Mm, uh, if, hey, you're running this show, so you do it the way you want to do All it, right. I guess. So number one. Uh-huh. Melts in your mouth, not in your hand. All right. You know this, right? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I thought so, but now that I'm thinking about it, is it, is, is it M&M's? Yes, okay. M&M's. But then I was started overthinking because I'm was thinking that, you know, I've had an M&M &M melt in my hand a time or two. Yeah, yeah it's not really truth in advertising, because okay. I agree with you. All right. But I think it's because it, if, if it was like just the pure chocolate without the candy coating, it would absolutely melt in your hands. But what they're trying to say is, hey, we wrap, you know, candy coating around it, a hard candy, so that it, it is less likely or it takes longer. They have, yes. they have big, you know, they are very proud of their product and they have, you know, they feel like they have a lot of they have a lot of confidence in their product because they're like, hey, it doesn't melt in your hand because you're going to eat it fast enough. So they're like really like big on themselves. I'm not sure if I like M and M's anymore. Well, but that doesn't that doesn't follow your theory of the king of Oreo. Well, no. Yeah. Okay. I, I never said I was true to even my own bunch of crap that I spew out. The only M&M that's... I'm a man of principle, but my <laughs> principles can change whenever I want them to. Sure. That's my principle. Yeah, yeah. The only, or the only Oreos, the only M&Ms that are good <laughs> are the originals, by the way. We will forever disagree on that because yeah. I think peanut M&Ms are I good. I know you and, do. and peanut butter M&Ms are good, too. They're basically Reese's Pieces, but peanut butter M&Ms are good. Mm, I disagree. Number two. <laughs> so, okay, number two. 
Uh, this one I definitely think we both know. Taste the rainbow. Yes. Skittles. Skittles. I do not like Skittles. Oh! Well, we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. Yeah. I don't know. They just never have done it for me. You know, recently they changed the um, lemon-lime, the green one, from a lemon-lime, th- or not a lemon-lime, from a lime to a green apple. Have oh, you noticed that? No, I don't eat them, so no, I didn't notice that. Oh. Skittles I can't eat anymore because they, they just, they're too chewy to me now. Oh. So there's a, they're too chewy? Like, well, what do you think of sweet tarts chewy? Um, yeah, I can't eat those anymore either. Okay. I'm the other way where I have to eat more chewy things than hard things because my teeth hurt. Hmm. Well, when you get... I had put dental crowns in a few years ago. When you do that, you, I live in constant, you know, is this going to pull the crown out of my mouth? Because yeah, I had a one yeah. that was done very poorly. And it, come, it came out like four or five times in the past five years. So I stay away from chewy stuff now. That makes sense. Yeah. But um, I do like, I, do, I used to like Skittles a lot. I used to eat them a lot. Number three, I don't know that I know. Number three, makes mouths happy. <sighs> makes mouths happy. Um, oh, I know this. I got it from the image on like the bag or like the commercial. I'm going to guess. Okay. You can you- take this candy and make it into a smile, sort of. It's kind of like in one of the commercials, it like kind of does like a smile, like, you know, turns up on the end. So it's flexible and kind of twisty. Oh, licorice? Twizzlers? Uh, yeah, Twizzlers is what I'm guessing. Let me type that in. Hold on. Yes, Twizzlers. Okay, so are we three for three right now? We are three for three. Yes. 95%. The, <laughs> the Twizzlers, I'm very proud of myself for getting. Yeah. Number four. Try both and pick a side. I don't remember this slogan, but I'm going to guess based on what I know they do now with it. So there, I don't know it. So there's probably, is there two different types of, is it a candy bar? It's a candy bar. And what I'm thinking is it's the joke. Because the joke um, that they, that I've seen recently on commercials, and when I say recently, I mean in the past year or so. Um, where they go, there's a factory for this side and there's a factory for this one and they're different and all the ones from this side of the thing are made there and all the ones from this side are made in this other one, but it's oh. exactly the same thing. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Twix. Yes, Twix. That's what I'm going to guess. Let me type that in. Hold up. Yes, Twix. That's what it is. Very good. I don't, I don't remember try both and pick a side, but I'm assuming I got it from the that's the joke. Ha ha. It's, you know, they're, exactly they're the, the same. same. Yeah. Okay. The next one, hungry, grab a, and then insert the candy name. I think yes, I know, you know this, this one. Right? Well, okay. I... I'm typing it in because I know what it is. Yep. Okay. Is it Snickers? Yes. Okay. Because now they've changed their slogan a little bit to hangry, right? Did they really do that? Well, I don't know. The, the commercials are about how if you haven't had a Snickers, you change personalities. And they, they're really kind of funny commercials. Um, what was? Yeah, it? but the tagline at the end is still hungry. Grab a Snickers. Okay, so it's not. Okay, all right. Well, then, it may be. I don't know. But I, I remember the ones when like they would have like actors playing different parts and stuff. And like um, 
you know what I'm talking about, where they would have different people playing, like famous people in the commercials. They did like several Super Bowl ones like that. Yeah, well, the ones I'm thinking of is where they, it was a, a spoof on the Brady Bunch, and it was supposed yes. to be Marsha, but it wasn't yeah. Marsha because Marsha was real. The person was angry, and it was I don't know. The, <laughs> it was Danny Trejo. Yeah, yeah, the yeah that guy. Yeah. So yeah. And Steve and Steve Buscemi played. Steve Buscemi, um, yes, he was what's in her it name? too. Uh, um, Jan. Jan. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I guess I maybe just <laughs> morph that into hangry, which is the new term. But I don't. I, I doubt Snickers did that. I don't keep up with the kids lately. No, and you have kids. Yes. All right. The next one. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Yes. This um, has got to be two candy bars. Well, I'm thinking so, but if you really, it's almond joys got nuts, mounds don't. Right. So it's both. Well. Sometimes, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. It's got to be both. Yeah, it of them. has to be. Yeah. Did you type it in? Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Um, so Almond Joy and Mounds. Both candies and it I says, don't like. And yeah, me either. And it says, um, actually, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. But when I typed in the answer, I typed in Almond Joy and Mounds, and it came up and said Mounds and Almond Joy. So they're backwards on their thing. Oh. They said Mounds and Almond Joy. So they're saying Mounds has the nuts and Almond Joy doesn't, which is... the the opposite so this quiz is under protest already mounds don't yeah i see what you're saying right yeah but they they typed it in wrong so i'm already <laughs> against this quiz okay well we, we we tend to find a way for you always to be against <laughs> any quiz so that's good yeah it's all under protest yes. there's no official results no unless we get them all right now this next one i feel like i know it but i don't know if i know it so maybe you will crispity crunchity okay. peanut buttery Crispity, crunchy, peanut buttery. I'm remembering this commercial in the 80s. Yes. Um, 90s? I remember the 90s. Okay, well, now I'm going to um, break it down. Crispy and crunchy and peanut buttery. Yes. And it's not Snickers because we just had that. Crispy. Oh, is this Nestle's Crunch Bar? No, they don't have peanut butter in that. That's not what I'm thinking, no. If it's what I'm thinking, it they partnered up with The Simpsons for quite a while, where Bart Simpson would show up in the commercials. I don't remember that. Is I don't this a good this candy this... bar? Would you consider this good or not good? Um, I liked it. I can't eat it anymore. So it's um, chewy. Because it's, it's, it, it gets a little too chewy. It's not necessarily chewy, but it can like really get in your teeth a lot because of the crispy... Cause it, it's crispy and crunchy, but then it gets kind of really like peanut super buttery? sticky. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Yeah, the peanut butter. Um, it's kind of like it's it's kind of orangish, yellowish. It's covered in chocolate. Um, oh, Butterfinger. There you go. That oh my gosh, my I love Butterfinger. And yes, that is correct. That that one Butterfinger does bother my teeth. Almost, yeah, it gets really yes. up in there. Yeah, I definitely can't eat that anymore. Next, a lighter way to enjoy chocolate. Um, is this some sort of calorie, a low calorie food? Low that's calorie what I was thinking, bar? But I can't think of anything off the top of my head that would be primarily pushed as a low calorie, you know, candy bar. I can't either. A lighter way to enjoy chocolate. 
Yeah, I don't I don't even have a guess for this. No, me either. Isn't there like some Dove bar like like those little candies or maybe like a Hershey's Kiss cuz it's like smaller? That could be. I don't know. We better skip that one. I don't even one. have a Yeah, I don't even have a real guess. Okay. The next one, I feel like I should know, but get the sense Oh, I know it. Get the sensation. <laughs> Yes, you absolutely. I used to this. love these, and now I don't like them as much. Uh, this is York peppermint patty, right? Yes, this is like the commercials where the I remember the one specifically where the woman's watching TV. I think it's a woman, and she like gets up on the coffee table because she's watching yes. them do like the ski jump. Yeah, like yeah, right. Olympics, yep. and she's like does it on the on the coffee table. I totally yeah. remember so that. This has to be York peppermint patties. Yes, and now York peppermint patties are just okay to me. Junior mints far surpass really? them. Junior mints are oh, the I, way I, to go. I agree. Yeah, junior mints are better. But it's the same. It's the exact same thing to me. No, junior mints are squishier. I, chewier. They, they melt in your mouth pretty much. M&M's yeah. is wrong. Junior mints should have taken that slogan. It's To me, York and junior mints. I, I prefer the junior mints, but I think it's kind of very similar. It's close enough to me where I'm not waiting in line for one or the, oh, for the other, if you know what I'm saying. I do. Well, you don't wait in line for anything. I would wait for junior mints over York. But I like them both. Yeah. Uh, The next one, it's more than a mouthful. (laughs) I have no idea what this is. Me either. Mouthful. So is it like... Suggestive? Yes. It's it's very suggestive. (laughs) And I think they know that. Yeah. Are we going to skip this one or are we going to have a guess? I... It's more than a mouthful. I could just start throwing out candy names, but I don't. Yeah. I can't think of anything that it would even remotely be close to that. Okay, let's move on. All right. We we definitely know this one. Give me a break. Yes. Break me off a piece of that. Kit Kat bar. There you go. Kit Kats are okay. I've gone off and on with them over my life. Yeah, Kit Kat is the go-to kid candy to me. That's what my kids are really like. If, if they're looking for something and I'm like, well, just get this Kit Kat. And they're like, oh, yeah. And it's always fine. It's, it's, it's never the best. It's always consistently good. And, you know, with kids, sometimes you just want to, they can't make a decision on anything. Yeah, so, you so you're just trying to get out of there, you know, before, you know, 20 minutes standing in the candy aisle. So they just, just point them at the Kit Kat and it always works. And they're always happy and it's fine. And so Kit Kats also could be, have the Twix slogan, right? Basically, you're just, isn't the, are there how many are in there? Four wafers. Uh, you can get the fours. You can get the twos. Yes, yeah, so you can get the twos. So they, you, the little ones. The twos are pretty much like the Twix. They're the exact same. Yeah, but they're always connected. Oh, the Twix. The that's thing with the right. Twix is, is they're like two separate bars, and so they're they're trying to be like, hey, there's a left side and a right side, which is, yeah. I think, a silly marketing thing they came yeah. up with. But you know, and it's always like wink, wink. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Spot on analysis again, Jason. It's a good point. Yes. There's a connection there. Okay, the next one, I don't know, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think I can get it. I think I have a guess. It's a juicy contradiction. Okay. Um, I've never heard this tagline. I haven't either. I'm trying to think of things that you would bite into that would be like squishy, juicy candies. Well, gushers. Yeah. That's not my guess, though. My guess was juicy fruit gum, but I think I'm wrong. Because <laughs> the contradiction <laughs> yeah. point. 
Is gum a candy? That would be the question. I don't think gum is a candy. I don't think so either. And I'm going to say for the purpose of this quiz that it's not. And that's just another reason to protest the quiz. If, if the answer it, is, juicy, is actually fruit? juicy fruit. So could it be Starburst? I don't think Starburst, that's not their slogan. I don't think it's juicy. It, it, it would be like it's a fruity contradiction maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe it is Gushers. What else do you really bite know. into and juice flies out besides actual fruit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All What's right, next? we're going to skip that. Do you eat the red ones last? This is the slogan? Do you eat the red ones last? It's a question. Some of this I'm like, uh, what? You, that Somebody was paid to come up with that for real? Yeah. Or uh, is, I mean, we've already said M&M's. That's what, uh, what, what else is, has red? Starburst? Maybe. I don't know I don't that know. one. This, this is not speaking to me. Okay, life's Obviously better. Obviously, it's not a good slogan if we can't come remotely close. It's absolutely not a good slogan. Do you eat the red ones last? That's, that's, that's dumb. That's a question. Yeah. Yeah. Next one. Life's better the blank. And you're supposed to fill in the blank with the candy. Life's better the... The word the there is throwing me off. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to help me get it. I think I know what this is. Life's better the, and so. Think about the candy bars that we haven't named yet. Major, like, nationally known candy bars. Milky Way? Yes, is what I think it is. Okay, I the love Milky, Milky Way. Way. Yeah. Oh, As yeah. in the yes. such and such yes. way. Yeah. Milky Ways, to me, are way better than Snickers. Oh, no. Keep your nuts out of my candy bar. And what's the next one? <laughs> For the kid in you. I think I remember um, this one, kind of. Toys R Us? Does Toys R Us make a candy bar? Well, didn't... This is not a candy, but although one could be... One could argue that sugared cereal is a candy. Isn't... Wasn't tricks? Didn't they make some sort of... For the kid in you... That was just for kids. Okay. Silly rabbit. Tricks are for kids. Oh, there it is. Silly rabbit. Okay. I don't know why I was a rabbit. I guess they thought, hey, rabbits are cool. Throw a rabbit on the box and then we'll make a cartoon rabbit. Yeah. Okay. For the kid in you. um... Or maybe maybe, (laughs) Twix. Or maybe tricks are made out of rabbit parts. (laughs) And that's the secret. And they're trying to taunt you. You're eating your pet bunny rabbit. Please, no. Because I ate a lot of tricks as a kid. Well, I, uh, Jason's wife, when she was growing up, she raised rabbits because they lived on like a 200-acre farm. Uh-huh. And there were times when she would raise the rabbits as pets and her dad would go out there and slaughter them and they would eat them for dinner. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's, that happens more than I'm aware of. I've never eaten <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> But imagine being a little, you know, like a 10-year-old girl and how traumatic that would be. Yes. It would be very traumatic. You have a pet. You have a pet that you love and then your parents go, we're going to cook and eat this for tonight. Yep. It it would be, even though you don't have a pet deer, it'd be up there with Bambi. Seeing Bambi. Yeah. I don't know the answer to this for the kid in you. Life was hard in the 70s and 80s. Very hard. Yeah, I don't know this either. Okay, now the next one, that's rich. 
Okay, I think I know what this is. The only thing I can think of is Richie Rich, the TV show. We know that's not it. That's but it's rich. it's a it's a it's they're playing off of the word rich. Think about that. I don't know this for sure, but I'm thinking I know what this is. Oh, payday. Mm, maybe. I was thinking of something different. We've brought up this candy bar in the past month, I think. Hundred grand. Yes, that's what I would say. Okay, I don't think I've ever had because that would be rich. But a hundred grand I mean, is really good. It's too like caramel, like for me no, now. There's no such thing as too caramel or caramel. Yeah, and how you say it. It is when you can't eat chewy stuff anymore. That's true. Yeah, me and my daughter can't eat it because of the crowns. So my favorite candy, I don't think, is on this list. Favorite well, we candy left, bar. Right? Yeah, that's true. We have some left. We're not done yet. Yeah, yeah let's, let's get right. through the, the end of the quiz and then we'll talk about it. I actually know this next one and it's from the movie Clueless that I know it. So maybe if you don't know it, I just gave you a hint. The Fresh Maker. Okay. Oh, I know this from the commercials. Yeah, the commercials and the Clueless. And, and the Foo Fighters video. Yes, Mentos. Where they make fun of these commercials. Yes, Mentos. Yeah. Isn't that like a European candy? I don't know, but they're no good. I think it's made in right? Europe. We don't Get like that out Mentos, of here, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Go the, back to Europe. This is America. <laughs> the next yeah. one is really, could be a slogan for almost any product that you wanted to market. It's called, this is the slogan, perfect. That's stupid. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer to this. How, how do they trade? What? I don't know. Perfect. I'm not even going to answer that because that's right. a dumb slogan. The next one I think I know. The Great American Chocolate Bar. Yes, I know what this is. It's Hershey's, right? Has to be. Yeah. Last one. How many licks does it take to get to the center of... <laughs> I remember these dumb animated owl... Yeah, Not the dumb. owl. I remember these yeah. animated owl commercials, yeah. Uh, the the yeah. Tootsie Pop. Yeah, Tootsie Pop. Tootsie Roll Pop. Uh, those are my favorite suckers, by the way. I can't eat suckers anymore either. Oh, I can't anymore. But, you know, going off of memories, it's those are way better than those, whatever ones the ones were where you get to the bottom and then it'd be a, or get to the center and it'd be gum. That's blow pops. Blow pops. I, like, I, like I don't like them. But see, I'm not a big Tootsie Roll fan. I can't stand Tootsie Rolls. Oh, I Rolls. love Tootsie Rolls. But my favorite it's, candy bar, no. actually, we should maybe reveal... The answers now, and then I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, because you may have missed the slogan for your favorite one. Yeah, it okay. might have been. So, do you have the answers, or do, you, or do you want me to pull them up? Yes, I do have the answers. Are we ready? All right. Number one, yes, we, we got ready. M&M's. Mm-hmm. Number two, Skittles. Yep. Number three, Twizzlers. Number four, Twix. Number five, Snickers. Number six, Moms and Almond Joy. So, so far, we are six for six. Number seven. We are crushing it out of the gate. Oh, number seven we got, Butterfinger. Number eight. Yeah. A lighter way to enjoy chocolate we did not get. And that's because this is a disgusting candy bar. Three Musketeers. Oh, hold up, hold up. You said you <laughs> like Milky Way. Milky yeah. Way and Three Musketeers are exactly They're the same. They're very similar, aren't they? I don't know yes. why. I mean, I have had Three I don't Musketeers like either one, really. and they're probably okay. But I think Milky Way has a little bit more caramel. Which I I like a lot. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That, that's true. Yeah, Three Musketeers. I I I, I get it now because I, I remember the commercial where the candy bar is like floating up. I don't like, remember. Like it's just floating by itself up into you know it's like because it's like it's got like a helium balloon. It's just floating. That's part of their commercial. So a lighter way to enjoy chocolate. Okay. Yeah. But 
this is the same as last week. If you ever have to put low calorie and cookie in the same sentence, you're wrong. Right. And if you ever have to put a lighter way or, you know, diet ch- candy bars or candy, you're you're thinking about it the wrong way. Yeah. Get that out of here. Just eat the real stuff and just eat less of it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's that's the way to do it. You want to eat less, eat less. <laughs> um, the next one, York peppermint patty. And yep. this one, totally now I can see it. It's more than a mouthful. Whatchamacallit. Yeah. Which is so a good... So they're playing off with a name yeah. and not the actual... Yes. And that candy. was a good candy. I like that one. Yeah, I like those. It's, that's kind of like... Um, kind of crunchy, covered in chocolate. Yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, um, a little bit of... Was there some... Like... Uh, malted... What am I thinking yeah. of? Like Sort of. Uh, like, sort of like a milk dud kind of feel. Yeah. yeah whoppers. Yeah. But it's like kind of airy in the middle. It's got like space. You know, it's not just solid block of, you know, yes. chocolate and candy. So, yeah, yep. I, I like those as a kid. I remember those. I hadn't seen those in a long time. No, I haven't either. Um, Kit Kat we got. And the, it's yes. a juicy contradiction. I think we had this guess, or I had it, Starburst. But I don't think we ever made a definitive statement that no, it was Starburst. because I think we said Starburst for the next one, too. <laughs> yeah, and the next one is Starburst. But Smarties. it is Starburst. Do you, yeah, it's a juicy contradiction is Starburst, not Gushers. Do Mm. you eat the red ones last is Smarties. Are there any red ones in Smarties or is that the joke? Okay, when you say Smarties, I think of, that's the little sugar pills that come in the tube, right? Yes, the plastic tube, not like sweet tarts or sprees. And those, now that I can't really eat chewy stuff anymore, those are the best get in the Halloween yeah. Hall candy. I those could, are awesome. I, I could, love those things. I could go on a Smarties binge. Yes, they're I could not eat a whole bag of that, those in about an hour. Yeah, they're not something that I go to, but if they're in front of uh-uh. me, I can't stop eating them. It's like congealed pixie sticks to me. It's just like <laughs> solid. It's, and they're point. just the right size so that you eat it, and by the time you're getting done with it, you're like, I could eat another one, and yes. I could eat another one. And yeah, so. Congealed pixie sticks would have been a better slogan than do you eat the red ones last. That's a terrible slogan for that. Yep. There's got to be a, a different candy because they're, they're not red. So there must be something we're missing. That, yeah. There, I don't think there's a red one. So maybe they're saying they're so good. Um, where are the red ones? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to look up Smarties. Okay. You go into the next one. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get this. The next one is Milky Way, which we got. Life's better than Milky Way. For the yes, kid that, in you was Nestle Crunch. I don't remember that slogan at all. And what? That makes no sense. And I I don't see Nestle Crunch as a big, like, kid candy bar. Are they saying it's like, takes you back to when you were a kid? Maybe, like, if you were a kid in the 50s when they had, like, one candy bar. Yeah, well, maybe. But maybe it's because it's got that crunch in it. So the kids like the crunch. Kids like the crunch. Yeah. It sounds like a, it sounds like some, you know, Drug slang. Yeah. Now that's rich. You were right. It's not payday. It's a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mentos was the next one. Oh, you know what? I would agree with this slogan. The one we didn't even guess. Perfect Reese's peanut butter cups, baby. I would Those agree with that. I would agree with that slogan for that particular but piece I'm- of candy. I may not be able to eat those anymore because of that slogan is so stupid. Yeah, you can't let that stuff get to you. It's just like, welcome to delicious, what combo meal can uh-uh. I get you? Just nope. ignore it, let it roll off you, and order it because nope. it's good. 
There's plenty of other fish in the sea. There's plenty of other candy in the candy aisle. There's plenty of other, you know, drive through restaurants out there. There's plenty of other hamburger places. I can certainly write them off. Okay. And so now Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are on the no-eat list. They will never be on the no-eat list list for me unless it's got to be more catastrophic than a poor slogan. Oh, no. You, you understand how I feel about bad marketing. I, I love good marketing. Bad marketing. Who... Who thought that was a good idea? I don't know. Perfect. I mean, I do Get agree with it, though. It's a stupid slogan because you can make, if you, want, if you want your product to do well, you can make that about anything out there. Yes. It could be toilet paper. And it doesn't, here's the thing, it is not, we both really like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Mm-hmm. Neither of us have any kind of recollection to associate that with that slogan. No. That's a bad slogan. Like, we hate Mentos, yeah. but we know it's the fresh maker. Yep. And that's a stupid, you know, term, but it fits. Yes. Perfect doesn't fit. And even, even, well, it does in the sense that they are very close to perfect Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. But that's dumb for a slogan to me. Right. Nobody, like you said, nobody associates it with that. Uh Uh-uh. No. No. Perfect. Get out of here. The final two we got, Hershey Bar and Tootsie Pop. All right. And I did look up Smarties. Yes. And there seemed and the majority of the results are what we're thinking, you know, the little smarties, the little, you know, tablet, little, you know, pill looking things. Mm-hmm. Um but there's also Nestle Smarties that are look like chocolate with like a candy shell that now I'm looking at it, I remember these. I didn't remember that they're called Smarties, but I remember seeing these. They're like bigger M and M's that look like I have a rougher shell. Wait a minute. And there are red ones. Chocolate Smarties? Mm-hmm. No. Chocolate. It's chocolate with like candy coating. They're basically giant M&Ms. Okay. I don't. I'd have to see a picture of that. I do not remember that. All right. If you Google it, you'll show it and do image search. They'll okay. it'll come up. All right. Now, my favorite candy bar is not on here. My okay. favorite candy is, is Milk Duds, but my favorite candy bar is Heath or Score. Hmm. Not on here. See, I always thought of, thought of those as a fancy person candy bar. Well, there you go. Like, when I went to the store, I didn't feel like that I was fancy enough to buy those. Maybe that's more an indictment of <laughs> me growing up in a trailer park than anything else. The, the, the toffee is so good. Yeah, I thought, you know, this is a luxurious candy bar. Yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I can't afford that. Or, you know, as a kid, you don't pay attention to prices. You're just picking stuff out when your parents say get something. I was like, you know, that's... That's too. That's out of my league. That's out of my price range, so, candy bar wise. I got to go with just the basic Snickers or the Kit, Kit Kat. Kat. I was gonna say. So was it the Kit Kat? Here, take this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Butterfinger. I ate Butterfingers mm-hmm. a lot as a kid too. Yeah. Those are those are both good. Twix. Yeah. I don't think I discovered you know, Heath's as until I was the a, mainstream. Adult. You know, Midwest values candy is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't think I liked Heath's when I was a kid. I liked them as an adult. I, I found them later in life. Yeah, it's more sophisticated. That's yes. the word I was trying to think yes. of. It's a very sophisticated candy bar. And I was not sophisticated nor rich as a kid, so. No. And I certainly couldn't afford the hundred grand. I mean, come on. Right. Or the payday. Yeah, that's true. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hey, friends. We're glad you're listening to us. If you'd like to talk back to us, you know, 
in addition to walking through the grocery store aisle or sitting in your car and having the other people around thinking you're a lunatic, you can do so on Twitter at SpeakTangents, via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com, or visit our website, speakingoftangents.com, for all relevant links and info. So do we have any feedback this week? Oh, yes. We've got lots of feedback. Awesome. Yeah, awesome is right. We're going to read a a few of them now, but this, just a small sampling, because we can't read them all, even though Jen Babish and John Miller have given their permission for three-and-a-half-hour episodes. um, Our production and editing department has not. No, they have not. (laughs) In all seriousness, though, go to Twitter, go to Facebook, um, check out what we didn't mention here, and add your two cents. Absolutely. I didn't mention join the conversation. Did you notice? Yeah, cause, and, but you did mention Facebook, and that's bad enough for me. I know. Facebook I, is I, I appreciate that. I understand that people who like Facebook. Okay, so here we go. Nosey in 140 from Lewis Nosey at the Lewis Nosey on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Pre-podcast vault, a girl named Jewel, fast food engagements, a great Oreo debate. Nice. And then he included a picture of... Um, the Taco Bell Chihuahua dog? Yes. That said, I want Taco Bell. Yes. Nice. I I would, I mean, I know it's semantics, but I would probably say it was more like the great Oreo rant and not debate. Yeah. It, yeah. Still yeah. funny. Um, so Luke Overby at Luke Overby, our stat young man, mm-hmm. he tweeted us about the, remember we said last week we'd like some We'd like to know the st- statistics on marriages that start from a proposal, a public proposal, like at a baseball game. Oh, yes. So he did some research. Shout out, stat young man. He awesome. said, it's, it's time for a thread on marriage proposal stats. He says, I found no stats on percentage of stadium proposals that end in divorce. I did find this from Dr. Nerdlove, and he said some sort of Dr. Drew type who says, I'm of the general impression that the more over-the-top the proposal, the shorter the marriage. And a quote from Heart Bandit's CEO, Heart Bandit's CEO, which is a public marriage proposal business, which, okay. Wait a minute. A public marriage Wait. proposal business. There's a whole, like, industry around public, public marriage proposals? Apparently like, so. Like, they help you plan it out? I guess so. I, I don't let know. me make let me make a PSA right here. If you have to hire someone to help you propose to your significant other for your marriage, you need to not get married. You need to wait and figure out your life and what you're doing, and then when you got it together, get married. Don't screw somebody else up and drag somebody into your insanity. And and the the name of the company is Heart Bandits. Stole your heart. With a public proposal, that, <laughs> I guess. I'm going to steal your heart. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what you want to do. You want to start out your marriage by stealing. Yes. But anyway, the heart... No, I mean, hey, hey, if you hired somebody to do that, sure, why not? But my, my thought on that is, are you kidding me? Hired? There, there, are, there are people... I can understand a wedding planner. 
because yeah. it's a whole huge ordeal to get married. And I'm sure much more now than it was 20 something years ago when I got married. But just make it about you and the person and keep it simple and keep it to how about like actual love and not worry about making a big show and a big event out of it. And who cares how many hits your Instagram account gets when you post the engagement photo? Yeah. If you're concerned about that and about how my Facebook friends are going to view, you know, my engagement and what, did I make a big deal about uh, this enough? You're looking at the wrong people. Be concerned about what the person you're going to be engaged with and getting married to thinks about it and try to figure out what they want. And now if they want a big, huge proposal and they want to hire somebody, well then I guess that's what you're doing and that's what you're in for. Just know you're in for it. (laughs) Yeah. You opened up a can of worms that is a whole nother podcast about Facebook and putting not the whole story necessarily on Facebook. Yes, just what you want other people to see, just like the best 10% of your life. Yeah, Yeah. just put the whole thing out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's screwed up to some extent, and everybody has good things to do. Back to Luke's heart bandit CEO, he said this quote, you don't want to tell them that he proposed over KFC. (laughs) Wait, that's what the the guy said? Uh, It's a she. The the heart bandit CEO is a she. Oh, see, that's... That's on me. I, that is, that is, you know, mm-hmm. I should feel bad for that, and I do for okay. just assuming since it's a CEO that it was a man. Yeah. It's actually, actually, you know, here's what I want to say about that. I thought no woman would be this insensitive, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> nice recovery. I figured it was some there. guy out there trying to. Well, no, I seriously, that's I thought about oh, it for okay. a second, and you know, my natural reaction is, oh, I shouldn't have assumed that was a man. But I, if I think, why did I assume that was a man running a company called Heart Bandits, a marriage proposal? Because I think women are more sensitive to actual feelings, mm-hmm. and it would be take some jerk man to come out there and be like, but, so, but that's sexist too, I guess. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just want to make it clear that I have distaste for both genders equally. Yeah, and I think it. I think we can also make it clear that the speaking of tangents, dual position on Heart Bandits and companies like it is basically what you already said. No. Yeah. But if you want to no. do it, that's cool. We don't. That's up to you. Yeah. I know. I would never do that. No, me either. So now Luke went into the average baseball stadium charge for Jumbotron proposal. This was an eye-opener to me right here. Absolutely. Uh, for me, too. He said the cheapest was the Pirates at $39. And it ranged all the way to the most expensive, the Nats, at $1,500. <laughs> That is crazy. It is crazy. And the twins was somewhere in the middle there, a little bit more on the low end, 209 bucks. Yeah, the $39 is too much. Absolutely. If somebody said, we'll pay you to propose on the Jumbotron, I'd say no. Yeah, you couldn't pay me the Nats rate. You couldn't no. pay me $1,500 to propose. No. That's, it's more important than 1500 bucks. Oh, absolutely. I, I cannot believe they charge $1,500 for that. Mm-hmm. That was the one when I went, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. People are paying for this? And I think we talked about this a little bit on Twitter and we went back and forth. And I was like, basically, if you find out that the person that proposed to you paid $1,500 to propose on the Jumbotron at a Nats game, you should not marry them. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's grounds enough right there to, to annul it. Get out of that. That's right. Yeah. You, you better really think about that one. Yeah. But... But the thing is, though, I think they do it. It's it's they're creating their own economic scarcity by saying they only want to do like four or five a year. I think he said something in there about that. 
the Nats wanted to limit it, and which oh, I can I appreciate that. that. Yeah. 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 There was something that went back and forth on Twitter where someone had said that they're trying to do that to purposely um, discourage people from doing that because they don't want to do so many. And then they also have a set limit of we will only do this many a year. So you got to really want to do it. Maybe it's it's one of those things where they're like, maybe someone in charge of the Nats is going, you sure you want to do this? You probably really should reconsider and really think about this. Do yeah. you think this is a good idea? Really? So that side of it, I actually appreciate. Definitely. And there are some teams that don't do it at all. And I alluded to this Which earlier. Which is the best thing of all. The Orioles yes. and the Royals, Angels, Mets, Cardinals, and Blue Jays. So that's Those are my why new favorite I teams in the league. That's why I didn't see a proposal because it was a Friday night primetime proposal. No Royals proposal. Mm-hmm. Although I did yeah. go to a game Monday night of this week. A Monday night. I, I totally did not a predict twins game, this. Right? Twins game. I did not predict it. There was a proposal. <laughs> you, have the, you have the curse. Uh-huh. I'm going to another one this weekend, so we'll see. I don't think it'll be. It's a oh Sunday. Oh, my gosh. So. You never know. You, you never, never know. know. I, I wonder if there are people out there who actually, like, enjoy seeing this. Other than like the people who would like same, is it the same people who would who like primarily watch reality shows? Like I don't they like know. to, it's it's a is it a voyeuristic thing where they like to peer in other people's lives and see the train wreck in real life happening? Well, it seems like when you do see the proposal and the person accepts, everybody claps, everybody's happy for them. But do I want to see it? That's the socially it? No. accepted thing to do. I don't want to see it. You know that. Yeah, my guess is that half the people, or more than half of the people in the crowd who are clapping, they're looking at each, looking at the person they came to the game with, and going, "This is insane. This isn't going to last." I guarantee you that. Yeah, definitely. We've we've already covered that kind of. So that's why I'm like, when people are watching reality shows, they they like to see insanity happen in other people's lives. They don't want it in their life. Right. They like to see it in other people's lives, and they like to, you know, you know, peep into that and be like, "Ooh, see a window into this craziness." Try to. Do what's best for you in your life and not, you know, feed off of the voyeurism by looking at other people's lives crash and burn or, you know, get to the point of when you're like, this is this is not going to end well is what I'm thinking. So why would you want to see that? I want everybody to succeed. Speaking of success, 92 percent of proposals end in marriage, according to Stat Young Man's research. Oh, of the. 92% 92% overall of or 92% of the baseball? He said some oh, actual stats. Hmm. That, that is actually higher than I would have thought, though. It is pretty high. He said 26% of women that said yes didn't like how their fiancés proposed. That's pretty high. And 11% of women want an extravagant proposal. That's and, nuts. And here's the one that I was like, what? Six percent of women want a flash mob proposal. <laughs> now that is very specific. Yeah. That is the craziest one of all. Six percent is really high. Come on. I thought I thought six percent was about six percent too high for people who want to see a flash mob unless you're actually in the flash mob. Because my, my take on that is the only person that has ever in their life enjoyed a flash mob is the person that's in the flash mob. <laughs> it's like it's like improv comedy, but they're too too um, low rent or too cheap to get a theater. I don't know. I've like I've seen flash mobs that I'm not in that I think are pretty cool. Oh come on! Yeah, they're kind of nice, kind of neat. It takes that a lot is of coordination. So, 
That's a whole nother level of nerd right there to me that I'm not part of. (laughs) I'm not in that world. It's like when you were like, when we did the, you know, rolling the 20 on the dread botch or whatever, Dungeons and Dragons stuff. And you were like, what? Uh Improv comedy and uh, flash mobs are one of these things where I'm like, you should leave this to the people that know what they're doing. Oh, I was going to say, you don't like improv comedy, but you don't, you mean you don't like improv comedy that's not done correctly. I don't like the fact that most people think they can do improv comedy and be good at it. Yeah. When most people cannot and should not. Know your role. I'm a, you know me, I'm big on know your role, know know what you're supposed to be doing. You know what you're good at in life. There's something out there that you're great at. Everybody's a genius at something at some point in their life. Figure out what that is and go with that with all you got. I'm just going to say that for most people, it's not improv comedy. No, but you you don't think it's you've not. ever seen a, a a good flash mob? Something that impressed I've seen ones you? on YouTube. That's what I'm talking about. The like good the, ones. Like uh, the the prisoners in that. Like I think it was a Thai prison doing the doing it to a Thriller, Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good one. But yeah, I don't think anybody who's I'll say this. I don't think anybody who sees a flash mob in person enjoys it, except for the people actually in the flash mob, and they enjoyed it a little too much for me. Okay, well, that could be. I I don't think I've ever seen a flash mob in person. I haven't either, but it seems like it would be uncomfortable. Okay. All right, so that's our position there. Yes. Um, moving on to food. Leave it to the professionals. Yeah, leave it to the professionals, exactly. So speaking of food and candy, mm-hmm. Sean Morrissey at Sean underscore Morrissey tweeted us, Speaking of thin mints, what's your position on freezing them? And Snickers bars, for that matter. Yes and yes. I've never, I think I tweeted this, I've never frozen Thin Mints, so I don't know. And mm-hmm. Snickers bars, no, I don't, I don't like it cold. I like the fact that really? they melt in your mouth. When I, when I get an ice cream sundae, I will put that in the microwave sometimes to get it, oh. to melt it a little bit. I like... Really, I like malts and milkshakes better than ice cream. I like slop <laughs> when it comes to ice cream. I don't, I don't want my candy bars cold. I want to melt oh, it a little I, bit. I, I don't know if we can continue this podcast anymore. It hurts you my put teeth. put ice cream in the microwave? I what have, are you talking about? I have very sensitive teeth from, for cold. I can't, eat, I can't put my teeth into something really cold. Uh, that's understandable, but ice cream in the microwave? What? So if I have ice cream I, at home and I dish it into a bowl and then I put hot fudge on top of it, I want it to be a little soft. I don't want it to be real hard. So yeah, I put it in a microwave for just 10 seconds. Just give it a little bit of hot. Just heat it up. <laughs> give it a little bit of hot. Yeah. Insert hot here. <laughs> I. <laughs> or if I bring I, ice cream home from, we go to this local place that gives you I swear, it's a child size, and it's like almost a pint of ice cream. So I eat yeah, half of it. Yeah, the sizes have gotten out of control. Yeah, so I eat half of it, and then I take half home. Well, I put those in the free- that ice cream in the freezer, and then it's too, too hard for me, so I melt it a little bit in the microwave. Ten seconds, we're good. I don't even know what to say anymore. Well, then we'll move on to the next one. So you're, yeah, I, you're, you're I, with Sean Morrissey there. Oh, yes, those are great. Now, fl- thin, mint, thin mints especially, but Snickers can be good too. Have you ever eaten the actual, like, frozen, like, Snickers ice cream candy bar? I don't think so. Those are good, too. 
I think those you are should. like you. If you replace the like the nougat inside with actual like ice cream in a Snickers bar, you should infer from what I just said that I'm not eating many ice cream bars. That is true. And uh, hey, I'm not I'm not huge on ice cream. Ice cream is not a huge thing to me. Right, me either. I would pick cake or cookies or over or basically candy over any ice cream ever. Yes, I mean, just, that's how that's how I am. Or over all those things, usually I'm going to pick something salty: potato chips, okay. nachos, and cheese. The podcast is back on. Okay. What else we got? All right. Um, Fluffy at Eric Londrigan, E-R-I-C, okay. Eric Londrigan, says, I don't want to start a whole new thing here, but KJ did say oh, she no. likes mint, so, and he included a picture of mint fudge stripes, those Keebler cookies, fudge stripes. Oh, mint. yes, I know for it's fudge stripes. Now, I'm not a big nah, fan of mint. I'm not a big fan of fudge stripes, but this uh-uh. mint fudge stripe looked pretty good. Nah, I don't think I could do I, that. I could try it. I could try it. And and we got one clarification this week from Brad Weiss at One Brad Weiss. You realize you covered a jingle by Adele Dezim, uh, where whoever. So he's referring <laughs> to Adina Menzel. I think Adele Dezim yes. was what uh, John Travolta called her. Travolta, yes. And I... I remembered that, yes, I did cover a jingle by her, and I told him, yeah, it was called Kevin No, and that is one that I did, but he was referring to the one that he wrote, which I had totally forgotten about, because I thought it was Kristen Chenoweth. <laughs> it was called... Was it from Wicked? Yeah, I think so. Because weren't they in Wicked together, yeah, Chenoweth yes, and they were. Adele Dezine? And it was called yeah. Trolling, and he... I did the Adina part, and he did the Chenoweth part, so um, I'm sorry I forgot That's that, funny. Brad. <laughs> You guys should have switched parts. It would have been more height appropriate. Yes. In fact, Mike from... Chenoweth is like uh, four foot something and Adele... Adele Adina Menzel is like really tall. Yeah. Um, Isn't she? Well, when I saw her at the All-Star Game, she had about eight inch heels on. So yes, I think she she appeared to be tall to me. But I think Mike from Burke, Virginia tweeted me back and said, you could post up Chenoweth. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah chinowith is literally i mean i think she's like four foot seven or four foot she's really like shorter than five foot i'm gonna guess she's four foot ten that's a good choice i yeah. am five foot one so i would stand next to chinowith any day oh yeah you'd take her to the rack no problem yeah we got two we received a couple emails one from jeff kenton in towson maryland and jeff mm-hmm. thanks so much for that that email um we're happy. Yes. We're happy you found us and are enjoying the show. And thanks for writing us and letting us know. Yes, that's awesome. And then we got another one from Tony Beeson. He emailed us the backstory of I Have a Piano. Oh, cool. And so that, that was pretty interesting. Thanks for that, Tony. So if you'd like to hear the story, con- contact Tony. I'm sure he'd share it with you. Definitely. So thank you, everyone. Keep the dialogue going. And speaking of dialogue, Jason, do we have any Amazon yes. reviews today? Uh, yeah, real quick. Um, you know, we mentioned, I think it was last week, we talked about the comedians reading funny Amazon, top comedians reading funny yes, Amazon Yes, top reviews. comedians, yes. I do remember that. Uh, yes. Uh, which, I mean, I can't think of anybody else who had ever done that before. So, um, I decided to look up... Um, some more on that and you know because i cannot let things die um, i know how to hold a grudge when stuff is stupid and not worth holding a grudge over you know big huge things like important things life changing things i 
live and let live and let stuff go and forgive and move on. It's the petty stuff that I hold a crutch about. So yes. I thought we would do a little more Jane Lynch this week. All um, right. And just to be, you know, you know, put it out there. We like Jane Lynch. We do like Jane Lynch. Yes. And I appreciate her acting and, and think most everything I've ever seen her in has been funny. But I looked up Jane Lynch's book on Amazon. Uh, it's called Happy Accidents, a memoir. Okay. Um, which has pretty good reviews. But the one I wanted to read I thought was interesting was two stars expected this to be funny. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the entire uh, review. Oh, that's telling. <laughs> yes. So it, this is like a fan of hers that went into it and was like, you know, I thought this would be funny. And it'd be, I, I, I like her. So, you know, I mean, hey, so maybe if you expect the co- top comedians reading Amazon reviews to be funny, maybe you should think again. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that I really wanted to get to with Amazon reviews, which is kind of what Amazon reviews has turned into now, is Amazon descriptions of oh. stuff that the authors of these books. Yeah. So I went down and, you know, you have the products related to this item. Yes. Because Amazon has several of those sections on anything you look up. It's like, maybe, maybe we also suggest this. Uh, and we kind of talked about that with the, you know, the firming lover mask yeah. from a while back, too. But um, this... These are all things that were suggested on Jane Lynch's books page. Uh, Baseball Man, crime novel of the Forsaken. And here's the description, the short description. A dead body and Vinny knows who did it. A second body incriminates him. Prison looms. Killer rooms. Murder, sex, muscle men, and a dog with issues. (laughs) So apparently that is, you know, related to Jane Lynch's book. I don't know how. Um, next one. <laughs> Dog with issues. Yeah. Next one. Bitten. A practical guide to dating a vampire. Is the oh, date of your dreams one of the undead? Avoid rookie mistakes, and you just might keep him from sucking the life out of you. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm this... glad to see that. There's, I'm glad to see these on the Jane Lynch recommended book page it, please tell me that's a non-fiction i mean a fiction not a non-fiction the vampire one i don't know i don't know <laughs> okay but the funny thing you says it the the last one another vampire one all in vain <laughs> but vain is spelled v-e-i-n of course it is corny and the the tagline for all in vain okay the misadventures of a vampire who must attack in the nude Oh, God. Which. What? I, <laughs> I, again, so, I can make the. Keep it classy, Jane Lynch. Keep it classy. Yeah, I can make the claim that I really think I could write a book. Every time we go through these book could. things, I really think I got a shot at making it a halfway decent book. Yes. All in vain. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that one. I did. So top comedians, Jane Lynch books, eat it. Definitely eat it. Or suck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's as good a place to end as any. Do you have anything else this week? No, I think that'll do it. Plus the British okay. Open is on, so I gotta go watch that. Oh, okay. Alright, then bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. 
Edited by Jason Fuse. Studio design by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Production team is Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Speaking of teams, the three of us worked really hard while we were in Kansas City to find Dunkin' Donuts, Mocha, Oreos, and we could not find them anywhere. Kansas City might be the barbecue royals, but they need to step up their Oreo game. I mean, even when I went to Krispy Kreme, I wanted to try the new Oreo cookies and cream donut, and they didn't even have that. So I settled for the chocolate cream donut. But come on, man. Where are the Oreos? And while we're at it, what are you doing putting Ed Sheeran on my show? Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you.